Okay, Tzoraim Tov, we continue in the Sefer by Yam Darkecha. We're on page Reish Tzadi Vav. And we're in the middle of a section that's Perk Dala, that's is what do we do if we don't have the feeling of the connection to Hashem? And we're talking about the test of the loyalty to be able to cling to Hashem even if you don't feel it. And we call that Dveikus Be'etzam, essential Dveikus. So we continue in section Dalid that says, Darche Havoda Okay, what do we actually do when we don't have any feeling over here? So he's going to tell us four things. He says, Un in an action, at these times of constricted consciousness, a person has to hold on to his loyalty, his stubbornness, in wanting to be with Hashem and be the people of his Shechina, and not to weaken in searching afterwards and from the desire to be Hashem's. And this can express itself in four ways. Number one is to recognize in his thoughts that Hashem is with him. And the light of the Shabbos is illuminating to him exactly as it is in a time of expanded consciousness. Number one. Number two, turn to Hashem and speak to him. And think about him, and if you're able to know about the holy shamus of Hashem, the names of Hashem, think about that too. And don't leave yourself to despair, but strengthen yourself with stubbornness and loyalty to speak with Hashem, even though now you don't feel anything. Number three is to continue the, the order of your service to Hashem, as you're able to. And don't leave your post in doing the will of Hashem, even though now you don't feel the light, but fulfill, as it says, mekomcha al-tinach, do not, al-tanach, do not leave your place. And even though you can't be exactly as you are as in the times of con- con- uh, expanded consciousness, still you should protect yourself and guard the, your conduct should be the same conduct. Even though it only feels external and not with not with your mind and not with your heart, Still make an effort to not leave your path of your good path. That's number three. Mm-hmm. Number four is to be very careful to not fall after the eight Sahara who's trying to trick you as evil, as if to say that uh, uh, that to think that you can't get the light from Hashem. And he's saying that he's saying you're never going to get it. So you have to know that he's telling you a lie. And just like uh, a person who is hungry, he shouldn't eat poison because he's so hungry, so too a person shouldn't go after the eight Sahara just to get some life from the eight Sahara. In other words, what the eight Sahara is trying to do is to trick you to get some vitality from the wrong place. You're not going to get it from Shabbos? Let's go to the nightclub. Let's go somewhere else to get the vitality. Don't be fooled by him. Don't eat poison just because you're hungry. And this is the service that we have to do, the mitzvahs, with simplicity to speak with Hashem, engage in Torah and Avodah with stubbornness from a self-nullification to the will of Hashem. And after a person is totally nullified by Hashem, Hashem will enlighten before him all the gates of elevation he will merit Hashem will open the lights of Shabbos and supernal dvekas with Hashem
Okay. Now, section A is called Engaging in Things That Distract Our Mind from Tveikus. So he adds another point. Sometimes a person has feelings or thinking that he feels certain things you've got to do on Shabbos. And those are very mundane, relatively mundane things to do on Shabbos. And when you're doing those mundane things, you find it hard to feel close to Hashem. Or let's say, taking care of little kids. Or any things that seem to distract you from Tveikus. Let's say setting a table for a meal. So, therefore, you could feel very distanced or confused in your mind. There are some mundane parts of Shabbos. So what's going to happen? Or, let's say the idea of being engaged in Oynik Shabbos with eating and sleeping. Even though you're trying to eat with holiness, but sometimes you won't merit to do it so perfectly. And you feel that it's causing you to disconnect a little bit from the dvekas of Hashem. And a person may ask himself, why? If the whole goal of us in this world is to connect to Hashem and to live with a God consciousness and live spiritually, and especially on Shabbos, why do, why do I have to be put into these situations where I'm forced to leave the dvekas? Was I created for that purpose? And what is the weight to still cling to Hashem with all these mundane things. And that's especially for women who are the housewives, the husband goes to shul and the wife has to stay home with the kids. Doesn't feel that spiritual. So you need to know the following. He says, all these aspects that appear to be descents, they are destined for what purpose? So a person can acquire the true light of Hashem. Because by falling down, so to speak, a person enters into the unique inner service of Hashem to understand that even if you're not feeling Hashem, He's certainly there. And we have a dveikus to Hashem that may not be felt. As we've explained this in the times of constricted consciousness. When a Jew merits to understand this and he stands by the test, and he remains loyal to Hashem with all the confusions, then guess what? He's able to elevate to higher levels, even higher than he's ever been before. And this is a very deep service that not only when you're feeling the dvekas and you think, wow, I'm feeling with Hashem, I'm with Hashem, but he's saying that even when you don't feel it and there's confusions and I'm not successful in properly cleaving to Hashem, the truth is, even then you are clinging to Hashem because of the recognition that since Hashem is the essential real that you have, it's not possible for a moment without Hashem and Hashem has to be with me even in these confusing moments. And this is a preparation for a better light that will come after these confusing moments. Because the light that will appear afterwards, that is the light of the essential connection with Hashem that you felt during difficult times and now it will illuminate when things are not so difficult. And the more that a person succeeds in remaining loyal to Hashem in those difficult times and to think about Hashem and to want Him, even in these difficult times when you're engaged in physical distractions, you will merit afterwards to feel the light 
and the comprehension of the revelation and that joy that will come later. And therefore we have to appreciate the virtues of these difficult times and how it's so worth it to stand up to the test by recognizing that it's not really a falling, but rather it's a building. You know, the best example is how do you build these tallest buildings? By digging a deep foundation. And that's what you're digging. You're digging this deep foundation. Okay? And therefore, when you have this recognition that if now I can keep strong and loyal and cling to Hashem, that is what is going to build my inner dvekas, and that's what's going to calm, cause for me a great ascent afterwards. And therefore, the practical avoda during these times is first of all to surrender to the will of Hashem, nullify humbly before Hashem and say, Hashem, if that's what you want, I accept it with simcha, this descent that you are bringing to me. Number two, not to allow it to be confounding you and to say it's not a falling. This is a part of the heavenly movement. And there's a reason for it, even though I don't know what it is. And even though this neshama surely wants to return to the dvekas with the revelation of the light, but the law, as long as this is the way it is, and I have to be engaged in these lower types of activities, be careful it should not be with a feeling of brokenheartness and failure, but with a simcha, with an understanding that this too is an important time. And when you understand that, that everything that's happening in the world, you can find Hashem and cling to Him, then the opposite, this becomes the main success. To cleave to Hashem in a place where it seems to be very difficult to do so. And to reveal thereby that everything is just the word of Hashem and there's no situation where or anything that is separated from Hashem. It's all only Hashem and therefore everything and every time is possible to find Hashem. That's the second point. So the first one is be humble. Number two is don't let this confound you. Number three he says, make an effort to continue to cleave Hashem, to cleave to Hashem as much as possible with speaking, speaking to Hashem, learning and thought. Even though you don't feel so much light and so much clinging, but the opposite, you feel confusion and you're not succeeding in feeling this, this, this dveikos so much, don't weaken. Just remember that the rabbi said, one moment of pain is better than a hundred without pain. And therefore, that a little bit, Tveikus, that you succeed in and you work hard and to think in your mind about Hashem and to speak with your mouth, even though it's not with the kind of feelings you want, you should know, since that's from a lot of effort, it's very precious before Hashem's eyes, more than the times of enlightenment. In other words, Hashem wants to know how loyal you are. And when things aren't going well and you're still hanging on, that gives Hashem much more pleasure than being together and enjoying each other's company. And when you're able to stand up to that test, you will merit afterwards to elevate more, to reach a tvekus that you can feel, because the Ratzon Hashem is that a Jew should get the light and the pleasure, but there's lots of levels before we get there, and you have to rejoice with every level and level that Hashem takes you towards. Now, in... Section 6, a very short one. He discusses why there are some people who don't feel the light of Shabbos as it begins. 
He says, many people complain that when Shabbos comes, they don't feel the light that's illuminating as the Shabbos answers. And instead of feeling the supernal delight of the light of Hashem, instead of that, they feel that they are going, as it were, to the mazel of Saturn. The mazel of Saturn is sadness, depression, as the Zohar says. You're starting Shabbos and you're feeling depressed. Now, there can be all kinds of reasons. <coughs> you can say, I don't know, all the other guys seem to be excited about Shabbos. I'm not. All the other guys are going to come home to homes that everybody's celebrating Shabbos. I might be coming to a home that's not so excited about Shabbos. <coughs> we could have personal problems that are weighing on top of us. There are some, some, some things we just can't get out of our mind. And that happens. Now, why is that? So he says, in general, the most likely reason is because we haven't prepared ourselves properly to be the proper tools to receive the light of shops. So when the light shines, we can't receive it because it's shining, but we feel we're in the darkness. Did you do all the preparations that we were set to do? So first of all, you got to look and prepare yourself the whole week. And to chase after clinging to the Shekhinah all six days of the week with all the actions that we're supposed to every hour of the day. Because the Shekhinah is very particular on its honor. And the Shekhinah conceals itself on Shabbos. You're not looking to get to it during the week. It's not going to just drop into place on Shabbos. And therefore, Lamai said, these times you should work according to the way you're supposed to work in times of constricted consciousness, as we already explained earlier. And on top of that, you should supplicate before Hashem and plead before Hashem that you should merit to be the tool for the light of Shabbos. And the final section, Vav, he says something very interesting. Why at some periods of Shabbos, you really feel into it, and at other times you don't. He says, many people who are growing and they feel this arousal, but only at certain times of Shabbos, not the whole time. And many people ask, what are you supposed to do that you could feel it consistently? But instead, know that sometimes it, it lights up, sometimes it doesn't. What is it? What's the reason? So he gives a couple of interesting reasons. He says, the reason is since the Shabbos is not one solid block, it's not one 25-hour block that once you're in it, you're in all of it. But there's different levels of light, as we've talked about. Friday night has three levels. Shabbos day has three levels. Shabbos afternoon has three levels. And therefore, since there's different avoda that's done at different times, you could have different feelings. It's like not a roller coaster per se. It's more like an incline. You're, you're receiving the, at night the, the nefesh yaseira, then in the day the ruach yaseira, then higher up the neshama yaseira. It's going up. So, therefore, since it's not the same all the time, there'll be differences in feelings. And therefore, there could be two reasons why there are differences because it's not one block. One is, it depends on the nature of your soul. There could be certain avoiders that you're more into and you'll feel the light and there's others that uh, not so much. You know, let's say davening, you really love it. 
So you feel connected during Davin. Others may feel they love learning. They'll feel connected during learning. Some feel connected to singing and dancing. Some are connected to the food. There's different aspects that connect you. So certain ones, that could be just your nature. Therefore, in footnote, Reish Tavsani says there's certain tzaddikim that, you know, they were good in everything, but in some they excelled even more. So there were certain times where they would say Torah. Let's say some said more Torah Friday night. Others said more Torah Shal Shudas. Why? Because that was where they excelled. So that's one reason. So therefore, don't get worried but, you know, just work at each different time the way Hashem gives it to you. And the ones that don't illuminate so much, then just go with a regular way without, you know, like constricted. But don't despair and think, I'm never going to have all these times. Just that they're going to be lighting up, but just plead before Hashem that your soul should elevate more and more and to incorporate the other parts within your closeness to Hashem. That's one. Another one, and this is very good. If you recall, we said that during the six days of the week, each one is 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 retaining. Remember, we said we left Shabbos. Sunday is more the time for the neshama to retain the neshama than Monday is to retain the ruach, and then finally on Tuesdays to retain the nefesh, and then we go back again. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday goes the other direction. So what if you were not so good on certain days of the week, but other days you were better? Okay, that's what he now says is that. So therefore, in areas where you weren't doing so well during the week and you didn't repair them so well, it's not going to come out so good on Shabbos either. So therefore, if, if, if we go back in the week and say, well, you know, at certain times when the neshama is supposed to be on fire during those days of the week, I wasn't trying to retain the neshama or develop and work on the neshama. So that's how that you could look back on that. Now he says, Lamaisa, he says, if this is a time where it's not illuminating, he says, don't be broken. Just ask Hashem to illuminate and to understand what's going, what you have to fix during the weekdays. And in the middle, while you're at these times where it's not so illuminating, just plug ahead and move ahead. And in footnote ratio, Zion, he says, okay, since you've given us two reasons why you might not be feeling it all the time on Shabbos, how do we know which one is it? Is it because of the first reason that it's your nature or the second reason that you've been lax in certain areas? And the answer is it doesn't really, it's hard to know. And there really isn't much of a difference because either way, what do we have to do? Daven Hashem to illuminate our path. So you can bind the two together and ask for Hashem. Listen, if there's something for me to fix, help me. If it's a part of my nature that's not attuned to it, help me with that. So that's how you can try to increase that. That feeling, a steady feeling. So some may just have a lot of ups and downs. You can come into a certain part of Shabbat and the ups and downs can switch quickly. Because every part, Friday night's got three separate components in the Friday night of Oda, if we said during the davening. And then Shabbos day. So it's like at least nine, if not more, components throughout Shabbos. So you can have an up and a down and up and a down. How come I'm getting these ups and downs? Am I crazy? I'm so happy. Oh, man, I was so happy when I said Mizra Shirley Omer Shabbos. And then when I got into Marv, I wasn't. 
So what's going on? The answer is there's something either either in preparation or the nature of your soul which resonates more with certain aspects. So you dive into Shem and just keep plugging away. Did you miss uh, three Mars in the week? And your Mars not well, it depends which day of which Marv you missed. Exactly. So if certain things were missed, so you understand why it happens, you may think next week I better not miss it because then maybe I'll feel better. That's exactly what it could be. Maybe your Arab Shabbos preparations weren't good. So there's different things. Again, we're human. We can fail. Doesn't mean it's permanent. So this Shabbos, this area was weak. Okay, hopefully I'll, I'll do what needs to be done either during the week or, um, you know, with my nature, try to work on enjoying other parts of my Avodah Hashem. Okay, we move now to chapter 5, which is called the, the Ways of Active Actually Feeling. And that's starting on page Shin Bays. And again, that's got, it's a pretty short chapter. It's got three sections. Section one is how to arouse your feelings. Okay, so he says, when a person merits for Hashem, Hashem, that Hashem opens up his mind and opens up his heart, and he feels with all his soul the light of the pleasure of the Dvekus, this is a wondrous gift from Hashem. And anyone who merits this gift, we said already, this is the tam, this is the taste of Ganeiden, that Hashem is giving you a great taste of enjoying the splendor of the Shechina, which is such a refined pleasure from all the pleasures of the world. However, many times a person sees that his heart is closed from feeling anything, and as we said, you cannot despair, but cry out to Hashem to open up your heart. And the way to serve Hashem when you're really not feeling that great is to light your fire through actions with external behaviors. In other words, bring yourself into a power of dvekas and yearning through learning or davening or other things with external excitement, moving the body, feeling excited, speaking loud. The outside movements of the body get you excited. You're down, you're not feeling any oomph. Start speaking loud. Move, even jump. Something to get you, to get you going. Because when Hashem opens up for a person and the light descends upon him, that is a time of Resting, calmness. We call this the attribute of water. When you just receive the flow from above and feel the pleasure. There's two different times. When you're successful, just take it in. If you're feeling it, just take it in. But when a person is not successful in feeling it, then the service is to arouse from below. And we call that the service of fire. To light a fire of yearning. And how do you light the fire of, earn, of, of yearning? It's with efforts, active efforts, learning Torah with strength, with movements. And it can be sometimes in the middle of doing a mitzvah, things will change. And it could be at the beginning, 
when you're starting the mitzvah, it's illuminated, and you feel, wow, a lot of beetle, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the mitzvah, it's, it's, it's going away. So you got to be smart and understand that now Hashem wants a service from below and start getting into the attribute of fire to engage in things as appropriate. So therefore, in other words, you could have ups and downs. This could happen frequently. So it says you got to know when to be water. You got to know when to be fire. So let's say for fire, immediately enter learning Torah with a simplicity, with a, with a fire and excitement and cleaving to Hashem or say Tehillim, or speak to Hashem, or to say a nigan that arouses you, or to do other avodas, and it's all with, with life and movement and a loud voice. Even if you don't feel anything in the connection to Hashem, do it with effort, according to what you can do. And the rule is, there's an avoda of fire, which was created to arouse a person in himself, to light up the yearning to Hashem through his actions, there's the avoda of water, which is the field of light that's flowing into you from above. And that's an, that's an avoda of menucha, tranquility, and beetle. And even if you always have to learn Torah and do other avodos, there's still a difference in how you do them. When it's not illuminated, you arouse yourself with fire. And a time where you feel the shechina's coming in, then you do things just tranquilly, softly, quietly. Just let it come in. If you're feeling it's coming in, take it in. But if nothing's happening, you gotta move it. You gotta move it. So that's Aleph. Bays. What if you're not successful? So sometimes you're trying to feel, but you don't succeed. Your heart is completely sealed from any feelings. And even if you're learning, and you're trying, and you're yearning. Still, it could happen when you're doing it, the heart is closed, you don't succeed to feel anything. And you're trying to arouse yourself with all types of ways, but it's just not working. And a person could be broken from that, because he thinks, if I'm not feeling anything, it means I haven't succeeded in my avoda. And especially since we've learned how important is the feelings that you have. And the tzaddik is saying, you show this is a big mistake. Because a person has to know that if from his side he has prepared and he is desirous, so you have to know you certainly are succeeding. Why? Because the main thing is what the person does from his side. He prepares, he wants, he tries to arouse the yearnings and the love and the desire of Hashem to to bring the light from below, to raise it up from bottom to top. And the person has a feeling that he is trying his best. And when you're trying to light the lower fire and you're not successful, that even though you're trying and you're yearning and you're making all kinds of efforts to do the mitzvah with all kinds of movements and excitement, and still of all, when you're doing the mitzvah, everything feels sealed. Strengthen yourself and remember that the main thing is the desire to connect with Hashem and the desire to receive the light because the desire shows what's going on in your heart and your connection to Hashem. Now the actual feeling to feel the success and your heart is filled with the love and, uh, and the light and the beetle and everything, that's just revealing what you wanted. Sometimes you merit that it gets revealed and sometimes not. 
But if the person's tried his best and wants, he has done his part. Now, certainly there's no deficiency when a person succeeds. But it doesn't mean that, you know, we, we, we don't care about the Avoda Pnimis. But the Avoda Lamaisa is that a person should see that when he's doing a mitzvah and he's not successful in feeling anything, he should try to enter into feelings through prayer and requests. And he should think that he wants to feel this close to Hashem and he supplicates before Hashem to give him the merit. He should think in his heart and say, please Hashem, merit for me that your great light will come. Open up for me that my soul is able to feel this because I want so much to feel this. And this is the big rule. If a person's not successful to feel this feeling mamish, he should be engaged in requests. And even if he doesn't feel, there still is a rut zone to go over and over and over the desire and supplicate the Shem and say with his heart, say with his mouth, Father, I want this. Please give me your unique light that you illuminated this time. And then you're doing what you're supposed to do. And it, and, 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 and it shouldn't be any less than anyone else, so to speak. It should go over and over and over, even if you don't feel anything. But because you got an inner connection with Hashem that you're always, it's always there, you should know Hashem is always listening. And after all is said and done, even if you don't feel anything, you should be happy with your portion because the main thing is not feeling the light, but you entering close and trying to get as close as you can. And the yearnings and the desires and the requests, they activate exactly like a complete feeling that you have. Because Hashem wants your heart. And there's no greater revelation of the heart than a person he sees he's not successful in feeling, nothing is illuminating, and still he doesn't give up. He's knocking on the door from the outside. He wants to enter. He's looking to merit, even if nothing happens. And if a person does not merit to, to find himself on fire, don't despair. Don't make a mistake and think that my mitzvahs are not pleasing before Hashem. But understand that Hashem is waiting for his deeper avodah that's unique, about an avodah of Hashem to want within the darkness and to yearn even though it appears that you're not applicable to this, you're not suited for this. Do your avodah with simcha, with that inner connection to Hashem that doesn't depend on excitement and fire, but a true connection and be happy under all situations. And I don't recall if I said this yesterday. It's a word I've been saying over. I don't remember. You can, you can stop me if you heard it already. We know the mitzvah is hadlaka oisa mitzvah. There's a machlaikas. What's the mitzvah? The mitzvah is lighting. So what I'm, if somebody was mentioning this to me. Some people have like this these oil menorahs, and for some reason they're lighting it. It goes for five minutes and it goes out. Now what's the halacha? If you put the right amount of oil, you did everything you're supposed to do, and after five minutes it goes out. What's the halacha? You don't have to light it again. Why not? It's pursuing Isa, then light, then light, then light it more. Relight it. Also, how long does it have to be lit? A half an hour. So what do you mean, half an hour? It should be, we should make it for the whole night. So great rabbis ask this question and basically say one simple answer. 
You know what? We only have one job. To make the effort. We have to remember, success is up to Hashem. You made the effort. You got a nice menorah. You got good oil. You got a good wick. You got everything good. It's not going. So Hashem says, Pursuing you says up to me. You could try. And I'll give you full marks for trying. If you try properly, get full marks. But pursuing you so everyone to know about, that's up to me. And guess what? A half an hour is enough for Sumenisa. I said a half an hour is enough. You don't have to overdo it. Now you can put more for more. It's not a problem. But do you think that light will shine and help other people only if it's on all night? You don't think a half an hour can do the trick? A half an hour of a person connecting to the light isn't enough? It's just know how powerful Hashem is and Hashem decides who succeeds and who does not succeed. Who's walking in the street there? That's right. So the same thing here. You try. You try. And guess what? You tried to light your fire and it went out. Okay. If you sincerely tried. Remember, you sincerely tried. Not just for two seconds and then it went. And you should feel, I've done everything Hashem wants me to do. And I'm happy. And as I say, it's Hashem's problem to get the rest of the job done. I've tried what I can. I'm begging. I'm trying everything. And that's how we have to leave it for today. Okay. Shkoyach, everybody.